0: Hey, Story Family, welcome to The Story at Home. This is your host, Giovanna Huffman. For the next eight weeks, we're asking members of the Story community to tell us their favorite Bible story and how that story inspired them to follow Jesus. Let's get started with today's episode.
1: Hey, Story Family, this is Pastor Eric, and I'm your host for today's episode of The Story at Home. Throughout this season on the podcast, we are exploring some of our favorite Bible passages and sharing some of the reasons why these particular verses and stories from Scripture speak to us. And today I have the distinct pleasure and honor of sharing the microphone with my wife and ministry partner of many, many years, Pastor Giovanna. Hi, Gio.
0: Hi, Pastor Eric. I'm having a lot of fun with this with these episodes. <laughs> Good, me
1: too. I really, really am, and I'm, I'm really happy to be doing this today. So... Tell us, what Bible passage are we focusing on today?
0: You know, it's the week after Easter, so (laughs) I thought we'd keep things light and simple and read from the book of Job today. Oh,
1: (laughs) light and simple Job. That's what comes to mind when I think of Job. All right, so. Yeah,
0: light and simple. (laughs) So our passage today is from Job chapter 19, verses 25 to 27. I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes, I and not another. How my heart yearns within me.
1: Hmm. Okay, so tell us why you chose of all the passages in the Bible, to share this passage with us the week after Easter instead of something more traditional, maybe from one of the Gospels or the book of
0: Acts? (laughs) (laughs) There are a few reasons. Uh, The first one is that I really love the book of Job. Second, Mm. I love how the whole Bible fits together. For example, I see some real connections between Job in the Old Testament and Jesus in the the, the Gospels. Mm. And third, I, I feel that faithful suffering is becoming a lost art for many Christians today.
1: Wow. All right. So, yeah, I want to dig into those just one at a time. Um, there were three things you listed there. So let's take the first one first. Why do you love the book of Job so much?
0: I, uh, you know, I want to emphasize on the theme of suffering. I think most of the time we view suffering as a bad thing. But Job teaches us that suffering has the power of bringing us closer to God, uh, of revealing God to us, uh, you know, in his true s- Mm-hmm. True being, yeah. and it brings about new beginnings. So I really um, like that about that theme,
1: right? And it's it's really foreign to the way we we often think about the Bible or what we what we're supposed to find in the Bible is the antidote to suffering. That's how a lot of people think, anyway. And then you open Job, and it's like the worst feeling of uh, story mm-hmm. ever. Like it's just it's a really tough story, it's hard. yeah, emotionally, because Job seemed to be a really good person, and at least relative to other people and all this stuff still came his way. And so it really does challenge a lot of our preconceptions. That's really beautiful. Right, I, I can relate to that. Right. All right. So second, you said that uh, you, you love how Job fits into the rest of the Bible.
0: What did you mean with that? In the Old Testament, Job is the third book of the Hebrew Bible's wisdom trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. These books um, work together to tell a larger story about justice and God's wisdom. Mm. Proverbs, you know, for example, everything makes sense and works out exactly as the way it should. It's, that's the message, right? right? Ecclesiastes tells us that nothing makes sense or works out in the way it should. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and the book of Job reconciles the first two books, I think, yeah. in some strange way.
1: Yeah, that's interesting, and I remember us kind of talking about that in the in the Job study that we did last summer. Maybe mm-hmm. um, when we taught together through COVID, <laughs> it was a very appropriate book to talk through as we were <laughs> getting used to a new world. Um, but y- you also talk about how um, not only does Job fit into the rest of the Old Testament, but you mentioned Job fitting in in terms of Jesus, and you see you see glimpses of. Jesus's story in, in Job and vice versa. What do you mean with that?
0: Well, uh, Job was a man who didn't appear to deserve what he got. Mm. He was innocent and in, in righteous. In most yeah. ways. Yeah. The Bible says that he was a righteous man when all the awful things started to happen to him. Um, you know, um, the sores in his skin, uh, whenever his he family. knew he lost everything, mm. his family, his riches, yeah. everything. Um, His
1: wife just says, hey. His wife
0: was not the best wife in the world. (laughs) Curse
1: God and die. (laughs) She She is
0: the first wife that we're just like, wow. (laughs) And it all happened because of a wager that Satan made with God. Mm. Satan claimed that the only reason Job loved God was because Job had everything. And that if Job lost everything, his love for God would just fade away. Mm. Uh, That's what Satan thought. And um, the reality, though, was that Job's love for God was... Uh, not conditional. It was unconditional. Yeah. I mean, well, if yeah. he really loved God. Mm. So everything that happened to Job was meant to test um, this, the Satan hypothesis, I guess. Yeah.
1: And that is, yeah, we see that working even now. That's what Satan does is, is um, you know, try to expose our vulnerabilities. <laughs> and Satan assumed that Job would give up his love for God if he, if he lost the, the comfort that God had shielded and, and sheltered him with. Right. So where do you see Jesus in there?
0: Well, uh, about 2,000 years after Job, mm-hmm. <laughs> Satan was up to his same old tricks, but this time it was with Jesus. Right. Um, he...
1: Yeah, I mean, say what you want about Satan, but <laughs> the guy's really consistent. Yes. Over 2,000 years, he's... Same tricks.
0: <laughs> Satan really is. really mm. is. Um, so just like Job, Satan thought that he could tempt Jesus to surrender his faith. Job was strong and rich, so Satan took his wealth and riches away from him. But Jesus was poor and weak. Hmm. He had been fasting for, for weeks in the wilderness. So Satan used the inverse strategy to offer Jesus more pleasure and more fame and more power, ah. and you know, more riches. So um, it's like
1: the inverse strategy. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same, but it's different. Yeah. So Job was big and strong and powerful and wealthy, and Satan worked one way against him. <laughs> And Jesus was the opposite after right. his time of fasting. So, how'd that work out for old mm-hmm. Satan?
0: Not very well. <laughs> Every time Satan tempts Jesus, he, you know, he responds by quoting scripture and it leaves Satan very powerless. Uh, he can't really do much against Jesus.
1: Right. So I guess the lesson there being...
0: You got to know the Bible. <laughs> yeah.
1: Under under attack by the devil, you got to know your Bible and that's that leaves him powerless against us. That's right. That's so true. All right. So... The third thing you said about this passage from Job, or Job in in general, had to do with uh, suffering, I think. So remind me what you said again about suffering. It was beautiful. Well, it was was
0: that suffering is becoming a lost art for many Christians today. We avoid suffering. We don't see it as a blessing in disguise.
1: What do you mean by faithful suffering, though?
0: (laughs) I think we've lost sight of the fact that All the most faithful people in Scripture were put through some of life's life's toughest tests. Suffering and trial, uh, you know, those could be hidden blessings in both Mm. um, our life today, as they were in the Old and New Testament. In Job's case, uh, he learned things about God that he never would have learned uh, had he not walked through the valley of death. Wow. Yeah,
1: that's so hard to remember when it's you. You know <laughs> that uh, that that really comfort and wealth these things we have spent our lives chasing are really just such a trap. Sometimes, you know,
0: we really can. I think it's uh, it begins as a distraction, but then it can become our idol. It can become our own god, and mm. I think that uh, we tend to forget the power those things have over us. And um, mm. yeah. well, but Amen. that's why it's so special to me that even though Job went through such hell on earth. He was still able to stand and say, I know that my redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on the earth and after my skin has been destroyed, yet my flesh will see God. Mm. I myself will see him and with my own eyes and not another, how my art, you know, heart yearns within me. And I love, it's beautiful. It's so poetic. It's yeah, it just yeah. reflects where his heart really was uh, towards God. Yeah,
1: it really does. No matter what, you know. And just one of our one of our favorite sort of low key favorite worship mm-hmm. songs is "Though You Slay Me." The song that everybody <laughs> everybody's afraid to sing it in church. I hear
0: that like I, every time I hear that song, I love it. I I think it's just a reflection of what I believe about suffering. Mm-hmm. Though you slay me, yet I will praise you. Mm-hmm. Though you take from me, I will. I will praise away, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> e- even if you ruin me.
0: If, if you ruin me. I will lift
1: up a song. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's not what we're used to thinking about in terms of blessings. You know, I, I, I praise you, God, because you're blessing me.
0: But just think of the times when you've grown the most, when you've been blessed abundantly. It's when you are able to go through suffering. Every and, time. And you remain faithful to God. And the lessons that are learned, the blessings that come after you endure that season, faithful, faithful to God. Um are just insurmountable. I mean, in in the long um, run, mm. that's one of the best things that can happen to us.
1: You see it over and over again in ministry. Mm-hmm. But even for us, we, it's still really, really hard to remember Right. when it's you that's put through the gauntlet. So, Pastor Gio, thank you for all this. And I guess the key takeaway is just seek the Lord, trust Him to get you through whatever trial you're going through, and, and He will every mm-hmm. single time.
0: Right. In all God's right. eyes... Times of travel can be a gift uh, because in, in the valley, we, we can learn God's love and we can um, see his, his faithfulness and His love for us uh, clearer than any other time in our lives, Amen. right? Amen.
1: Well, that's all for today. Thank you again, Pastor Giovanna, for blessing us with, uh, with that word. Hope it's been a blessing to all of you listening in to the Story at Home podcast. And remember, as always, church isn't just a building we go to. It's a family we belong to.